Freedom reigns in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Let's look at her. Thank you, Father. Uh, so good to be free, isn't it, Philip? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. <laughs> mm. Freedom reigns in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You know, I, I can truly say, you know, the, you know, the, the, the man that was, he was born blind and, and he got healed and, and all of a sudden the, the religious people were really confused by it and they, they go to his parents and they're like, man, he's, he's old enough, he can answer for himself. He's like, and he, and he, they keep pressuring him, you know, he keep pressuring him. He's like, well, how did this happen? He goes, I don't know how it happened. I was blind and now I can see you know, you can't, you can't, that's exp- you can't explain something supernatural to someone with a natural mind. I can't explain to you the freedom and the transformation of freedom that happened my, in my life, like 28, 28 going on 29 years ago. I, I can't, I can't explain, I can't explain it to you. I can't explain I, I knew how I was before I made Jesus the Lord of my life. And now I know how I am after. And that's not saying I have it all together, but I'm saying there is something that I, I know there, there was something that shifted in my life. I can't, I can't explain it. You know, you, you may say it and you could give a testimony, but, but they're like, oh, that's yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, sure. Carnal Christians can be the same way. Well, there's, there's so many Christians that are going to church week in and week out and still don't know freedom. Because Christianity is all about the heart. It's not about your head. It's about, it's about his nature coming on the inside of you and living through you. That's the, that's the, it's him coming up, coming in and taking residence on the inside of me. That's the amazing thing. And that's why, that's why it's a miracle. And that's why we're a new creation. And, it's, and it just doesn't, it doesn't compute to the natural mind. You know, um, in the time that we're living in, I said it's easy to be shaken. It's easy to be shaken. Reports you might receive. News you might watch. Situations you may go through. But we have to stand strong. In the word of God. You know, in the word that we've been given and we're, we're going to continue to unpack and go through this journey this year. They said in, in this year, in 2022, there'll be continue to be disorder and, and chaos and those things. But they said if we, if we choose to stand and refuse to be shaken by it, is what Dr. Savell said. We will see the open hand of God in our lives. The open hand of God. And he, Dr. Zell spoke a word to us, uh, I believe it was last week. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read part of it. It says, it will be known as a year of great unveiling of truth. Not only regarding things that are taking place in your nation, but also a great unveiling of truth from God's word that will cause you to rise above what is happening around you. 
Greater victories are on the horizon for those who will continue to put God's word first place in their lives and refuse to compromise. 2022 will also be known a year of great deliverance. What the adversary tried to do to hold you down and hold you back, God will reverse it and turn it around for good. Wow. Man, that's something to shout about, isn't it? What your adversary tried to do to hold you down and hold you back, God will reverse it and turn it around for your good. It says, remember that your God is the faithful God and he was always working behind the scenes. So let's get stay in faith and keep on rejoicing because your best days are just ahead. So stay in faith and keep rejoicing. Stay in faith and keep rejoicing because your best days are ahead of you. Stay in faith and keep rejoicing. Now, I've had something just stirring in my heart all week. And, um, and this really goes back to something that Dr. Will mentioned. I couldn't remember if it was in the first service or it was in an evening service. But he talked about the importance of going back to the basics. And um, I want to deal with something basic this morning that needs to be, it's something basic, but it's not always something that I believe is discussed or, or talked about. And I believe it's important for us to lay hold of an important truth this morning. Now that, that last of that prophetic word or that word concerning this year, it said, stay in faith and keep rejoicing. Now, there's a scripture that I've used a lot to start services. I know I've, I've heard a lot of worship teams use it. I've seen a lot of people use a particular scripture that's found in Psalms 118. So go ahead and turn there. Psalms 118. And I believe this, this psalm is, uh, is, is verse 24. I know, I know you've heard this scripture. I know you've, you've probably said it in your prayer time. I know it's a, it's, it's a familiar scripture to us. Can we read it together? And I'm going to read this in the New King James. Psalms 118, verse 24. Ready, read. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, has anyone not heard that scripture before? How many of you going to say, yeah, hey, I've said that scripture before, right? That, that, that scripture is, is, you know, when it's, it's a rough day and I wake up and, you know, I know I've got things going, you know, I've said, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. This is the day. Now, let me ask, is he talking about January 30th of 2022? Every day, uh, yeah, it's, it's every day, but why every day? Because it's the day he made, right? <laughs> now, I want to show you why this is the day the Lord has made. Now, why, why this day? And why would I rejoice in this day? And why would... This day, make me glad. 
What would make me joyous about this day? What would cause me to be overwhelmed with gratitude and, and for me to lift my voice and shout and spin around and, 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 and lift up his name? This is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Why would I rejoice in this day? What's important about this day and why would I need to remember that I need to rejoice today? You're like... Come on, Pastor, just let me know why. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Let's look at verse 20. I'm a teacher, so my heart is not just to take to pull out a scripture, even though it's nothing wrong with us rejoicing, whether it's January 30th or tomorrow morning. This is the day the Lord has made. But what needs to be established in what I need to establish my faith on that would put me in a position for me to remember this is a day he made. So I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Let's look at verse 20. Actually, verse 19. He says, open to me the gates of righteousness and I will go through them and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous shall enter. So this is the gate that the righteous are going to enter. If you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you are the most righteous you will ever be. So if you made Jesus the Lord of your life, just lift up your hands. Amen. So the righteous are going to enter in through this gate. Verse 21 says, I will praise you for you have answered me and have become my salvation. Now, verse 22 the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. So why is this the day the Lord has made? Because the one that the builder rejected has become the chief cornerstone and it's wonderful and it's extraordinary in my eyes. And because it's extraordinary in my eyes, this is the day the Lord has made. This is the day the Lord has made because he is still on the throne. This is the day because he is still the chief cornerstone of my life. What are you building your life upon? This is the day the Lord has made because he is my cornerstone. And this is something that I think that we allow the enemy, a revelation the enemy steals from us in understanding what is my life built upon. Now, we know according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says the enemy, it says Satan, it says he blinds the minds that believe not so they can't see the light and the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. It says the God of this world, right? So the God of this world blinds minds so they can't see truth. So you have to understand everything that's happening in the world around us is the God of this world at work to keep you from looking at, seeing, meditating upon the glorious good news of what Jesus came to do. And yet here it says in verse 22 again, the stone which the builders rejected. Why did they reject? Why did the builders reject? 
this chief cornerstone because they couldn't see them as being the answer. Now, if you truly knew what the answer was, you wouldn't reject it, right? If I told it, totally gave you everything that you would need to obtain everything that you needed in your day-to-day life, and you knew if you took these four steps to get there, then you would do them, right? Right. Right. If I said, if you just do this, you do this, and you do this, and all of a sudden that's going to happen, wouldn't you, wouldn't you do it? But a lot of times we'll sit back and say, I don't know if that's really... Now, I know that's what he says, number one is what... But I don't agree with him on number two. So what, what are you saying? You can't see that I have the answer. That's what's happening here. The builders rejected him. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. But this was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. My eyes, meaning I can see. I can see who the chief cornerstone is. What are you building your life on? What are we going to establish our faith upon in 2022? Let's go to, I believe it's 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Now, Paul's answer, right after he says in verse 4, 4 of 2 Corinthians 4, he says, you know, the God of this world. He says, the very next verse, he says, but I preach Christ and him crucified. Paul's saying, the God of this world is trying to blind men's eyes. That's why I'm preaching Christ, which is the answer. So if someone asks you, what did you learn in Learn about in, in, in service today, Jesus. You know, like we asked our kids, what'd you learn today? Jesus. There's not, there's not a better message. There's not, there's not a better message. There's, he is the message. I preach Christ. Look at verse 9. It says, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, let me read this in the message. This is verses 9 through 11. It says, to put it another way, you're God's house. Using the gift God God gave me as a good architect, I designed blueprints. Apollos is putting up the walls. Let each carpenter who comes on the job take care to build on the foundation. Remember, there's only one foundation, the one already laid, and it's Jesus Christ. Now, before I go further, what is a chief Cornerstone. Now, I wrote this definition down what a cornerstone is. It's a stone that unites two masonry walls at an intersection. 
a chief cornerstone is something that is essential to the longevity of any structure. It is the, it is the foundation on which something is constructed or developed. It also is also referred to as a principal stone. Not just a cornerstone, but a principal stone. That means the source or origin of anything. And it's from, and it's the form which anything proceeds. So he is, Jesus is the foundation on what we build our lives. He is the chief cornerstone. So that means is he is the, he is the, uh, he is the intersection. He is something that we build. Maybe it's the, it's the, it's from our past to our future. Maybe it's the, the old covenant to the new covenant, whatever it is, it's Christ is the one that holds it all together. He's the source of everything. He's the hope of everything. He's the beginning of everything and he's the end of everything. He is the all in all. He's the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Colossians says. So this chief cornerstone, there's not another foundation that you need to build your life upon except Jesus Christ. See, they were kind of say, do I build my life on what you're preaching to me, Paul? Or do I build my life on what Apollos is teaching? He goes, no, I did this and I gave the blueprints. I mean, I gave you an image and a picture of Paulus. He, Paulus he's putting up the walls, but the only foundation that you build upon is Jesus Christ. And it's easy to build our lives on so many other things. It's easy to to allow circumstances and situation and all of a sudden allow that to bring. To take away the integrity of our foundation. See, that's what the enemy is out for. He wants to steal the word because if he can steal the word, then he can he can knock out the integrity of what your life is built upon. When you pull out a cornerstone, you pull out the integrity of the entire structure. So if you pull out Jesus from Christianity, then all we have is just another religion. There's, there's so many, you know, years ago, I mean, this was years and years ago. There was a, there was a, there was a, um, a poll done by George Barna and they asked this question. They said, how many people believe that God exists? And it was like, and these, these were two uh, Americans to the United States. And they said, uh, and they said, actually said 85% believe that God exists. But when you put it this way, how many people believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? So much lower. I'm not going to give you the, the thing because I, I, I don't remember the, uh, it's not something I was planning on saying this morning, but, but you have to understand there's a difference between saying, okay, I believe God exists and to, do I believe Jesus Christ is Lord? See, I, I can say, I believe God exists all day long, but really my access into eternity is Jesus Christ, the Lord of my life. See, everything is built upon Jesus. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Look at verse 18. 
Paul says here, for through him, we both have access by one spirit to the father. For by him, so by who? Jesus. We have access by one spirit to the father. So Jesus is my access. If I don't have Jesus, then I don't have access. Verse 14 of this chapter, it says it was because of the blood of Jesus that I've been brought near. So it was through him that I, by, that I come to the father by one spirit to the father. Verse 19. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Jesus is everything. Jesus is everything. Let's go to first Peter. Chapter two. Thank you, Father. I believe the Word of God is anointed in and of itself. And I believe the Holy Spirit's working something in our hearts this morning. So Jesus is the chief cornerstone. See, now, now when you understand this, now I can say, yeah, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6. Thank you, Father. Actually, needed verse 4. Come to him as to living stone, as to a living stone. Coming to him as to a living stone. Yeah, let's go, let's go to verse 1. <laughs> now, this is the word which the gospel was preached to you. Therefore, lay aside all malice. All deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. And as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word. That you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Or you could say the Lord is good. So this is the word. As newborn babes, we should desire the sincere milk of the word. As a newborn babe. So what? So we can grow. So this is written for us to establish our lives upon. This is something that we need to have so um, ingrained and, and developed and strengthened down on the inside of us. The next verse says, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices, acceptable God, through Jesus Christ, therefore it also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone. What is he doing? He's he's quoting Psalms 118 to us. Peter's quoting Psalms 118 to us. So don't ever tell me that, hey, Old Testament has nothing to, we don't need the Old Testament. He's quoting the Old Testament. But what does it say right before, uh, let's see, uh, back to verse, thank you, Father. 
Verse four, coming to him as to living stones, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What would spiritual sacrifices be? That's this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. See, me rejoicing is my spiritual sacrifice. So behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, do you not believe that he is precious? Now let's go to Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah chapter 28. Kenneth Hagin used to say this, let every word be established by two or three witnesses. So let's look at another witness. So not only was Peter quoting Psalms 118, but he was also quoting Isaiah chapter 28. Thank you, Father. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Isaiah 28. Thank you, Lord. Verse 16. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. I mean, I want to read this to you in the Amplified. Isaiah 28, verse 16. Therefore, the Lord God says this. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. I'm telling you this morning, listen carefully. I'm laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for the secure foundation, firmly placed. Now, before I finish the scripture, I want to, I want us to unpack these words like tried stone or tested stone. What does that mean? A tried stone is a stone that's proven. Proven. So if it's a tried stone, it means it's already been tested and it's been found with lacking no deficiencies. If it's a tested stone, that means it can handle the heat. If it's a tested stone, it hasn't ever been. It's not the first time it's been used. It's a tested stone. It's not a fake stone. It's not. It, it is a. It's not a, a pretend stone. It's not a, a. It's not something that looks like a stone, but underneath it has no substance and it has no stability. It's a tested stone. It's something that you can prove. It's something that has held the test of time. That stood the test of time. It's a tried stone. The next one, it says, it says a precious stone. What does this refer to? This means it's one of a kind. It's valuable. It's glorious and it's rare. Kevin, Jesus, he's a proven stone. 
He's valuable. See, this word, because Jesus is the word, is a tested stone. It's a valuable stone. And it's a one of a kind. There's not many ways to heaven. There's one. And he's a tested, proven stone. And he's a one of a kind. I'm wanting you to see Jesus in a new light today. That, that when I made Jesus the Lord of my life, it wasn't just get my, get my, my get out of hell free card. And $200 in Pasco. No, when I made Jesus the Lord of my life, he became my cornerstone. And it's a proven stone. It's a one of a kind stone. It's a valuable stone. It's a rare stone. Nothing like him. Nothing like it. There's nothing else that can stand the test of time. Everything that you see. Corinthians says this in, in 2 Corinthians 3, uh, no, 4, towards the end, it, it says that the things that we see are temporary. But the, but the things we don't see are eternal. Everything we see here is going to eventually, as, as, as some of the prophets talked, will burn up with fervent heat. But yet he will be the only thing that will remain. The word of God will stand forever. See, this is, these are some, maybe you may say, well, that's not too basic. It's basic. It's basics of our Christianity. Knowing what my life is built upon when I made him the Lord of my life. And knowing that he is a proven stone. That he is a valuable stone. There's nothing else that I can look at to build my life upon. But Jesus. Then it says, it's a, he's a sure Foundation, a secure foundation. It means one that's established and can be depended upon. It's a sure thing. How many people like a sure thing? I'm going to read Isaiah 28 and 16, the Amplified again. Now listen to this. Therefore, the Lord says, Listen carefully, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for the secure foundation firmly placed. Now listen to this. He who believes, who trusts in, relies on, and adheres to that stone. I want to encourage us as we're, as we're stepping into this year, we're closing out January, adhere to the stone. It says he who believes and he defines believe here as trusts in, relies on and adheres to. Hallelujah. Ryan, come up here a minute. Adhere to. So believing is not just say, hey, I believe. But believing has actions connected to it. It's Adhering to. Adhering to. So if Ryan is the chief cornerstone, then I'm adhering to him. So when he says move, I move. 
what I'm adhering to. I'm, I'm adhering to. So everywhere he goes, I'm adhering to. See, th- this is belief. This is saying, I believe the word, meaning I'm going to adhere to the word. The word is going to be my primary, my primary thing that I'm standing and resting my life upon. Thank you, Ryan. Now, so when I do that, when I, when I have this, I'm adhering to this, what happens? It says, I will not be disturbed or given away in sudden panic. I will not be disturbed or give away in sudden panic. I mean, it doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter what report I get. It doesn't matter what's happening around me that because I'm resting on the chief cornerstone that's tested, that's proven, that's sure, that's rare, that's one of a kind. And I'm adhering to that cornerstone. It's saying that I won't be disturbed and I won't be given away in panic. I won't be moved as long as I keep him what I'm trusting in. It doesn't matter what, what comes out in, 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 in health. It doesn't matter what comes out in reports. It doesn't matter what the news saying. Politics is saying. It is not. None of those things are my sure foundation. None of those things are my sure foundation. Because one day they'll say this and the next day they'll say that. Then they'll say this. Oh, it was this. And oh, it's that. No, it's this. And it's gonna, you got to do this. And you need, you, you need 22 booster shots. I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I'm not this, I'm not saying I'm anti-vac, none of that. I'm just saying you just need to be led by God. The issue is, the issue is, is you have to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The bottom line is, is you have to have a sure foundation. Sure foundation. And I won't be disturbed. That's what I want to get to. I won't be disturbed. You know, I I think we need to. Maybe we need to have some of these made up. Maybe I wouldn't plan on saying this, but maybe maybe we need to get some door hangers. (laughs) That just says, dear Satan, (laughs) you cannot disturb this. (laughs) Hang it, hang it on your door of your life and say, don't disturb. I'm resting. See, faith, faith has to rest. Faith has to rest. So you need to get this, this door hanger on your life, so to speak, and say, and say, oh, you cannot disturb. Why? Because I'm resting now. When I say resting, I would say, oh, pastor, I can just go home and sleep all day long. No, I'm saying, no, you're, you're resting in faith. Why? Because you have the chief cornerstone. And when I know that I'm resting on the chief cornerstone, this is the day the Lord has made. Why is this the day? Because as I was yesterday, today, I'm still resting on the chief cornerstone. And I'm going to rejoice. Why? Because I'm on a tested, proven Rare, one-of-a-kind cornerstone. I'm on a sure foundation that is established and cannot be moved. Thank you, Father. Go to Acts 4, and I'll try to close with this. Acts 4. 
Hallelujah. Can you say that with me? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. So rejoice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4. Thank you, Father. Let's look at verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well. Thank you, Father. Read again. Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to to, to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well. Now, listen to this. Let it be known. See, there's some things you just need to let be known. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom you raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. So he was talking about religious people being the ones that were rejecting. He said, you builders. Hallelujah. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Now, what else does this chief cornerstone? It says, nor is our salvation in any other. Mm. There's no other foundation. There's no other cornerstone where there's salvation. For there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby, whereby which we must be saved. Mm. Hallelujah. You rejected Jesus. The, why the, this man is healed is Peter saying why this man is healed is because Peter's saying, my life. Peter, the same one that we read about a a few moments ago, about we are these living stones built up into a spiritual house. That same Peter that stood up and and preached and healed this man that was sick at at the gate. And here he is speaking in front of all the leaders and everyone that can see it and everyone can hear him. And he's declaring that you are the builders that rejected the chief cornerstone. And it's only because this cornerstone on why this man is healed. So no, each one of us need to know this was after the cross. So just as much as Peter stood upon and rested upon the chief cornerstone in his day, I need to rest upon that same chief cornerstone because there is salvation in no other. There's healing in no other. There's wisdom in no other. There's strength and no other. There's grace and no other. There's forgiveness and no other. There's peace and no other. There's anointing and no other. There's power and no other. There's glory and no other. It's upon this chief cornerstone. 
So as pastors, our encouragement to you this morning is to know that your life is established upon the chief cornerstone. And every day, say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. So now when you declare that scripture, you know why this is the day. Every day that, you know what, every day you, you get up and you rejoice and every day that you're glad in the midst of adversity, you're declaring to the enemy. You know what? You're always the enemy, but you know what? Jesus will always be my cornerstone. Yeah, right now I might, I, I might be dealing with a symptom and right now, yeah, I might be dealing with a sickness, but I want you to know devil. I want you to know Satan that, that I'm on this chief cornerstone. And as I rest on this chief cornerstone, I will not be moved off of this chief cornerstone because it's a proven stone. It's a tried stone. It's a precious stone. It's a rare stone. And I'm going to live my life on this stone and no one's going to shake me off it. See, this is, this is how we get established in the faith. No, you, you got to be established on Christ, established on the word. Not just trying to memorize a few scriptures. No, no, I'm, life is on, on this and I won't be shaken by it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So stand to your feet and rejoice. Stand to your feet and rejoice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this cornerstone that our life is built upon. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We rest in you. Thank you for the victory that we have in Jesus. We thank you for the victory that we have in our cornerstone. Hallelujah. That we will not be shaken. Hallelujah. I declare we will not be defeated. Hallelujah. We will not go under, but we will go over. Hallelujah. We will be blessed coming in and blessed going out. We'll be above only and not beneath because Jesus is our cornerstone. The word of God is what I'm building my life on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I have unshakable faith because my life is built upon an unshakable foundation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. I have unshakable faith because my life is built upon an unshakable foundation. Who is Jesus? Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah.